Ladies and gentlemen, sit back and get comfortable. But not too comfortable. It's the WCHL Podcast with WCHL Commissioner Christopher Perry and Andrew Majorkirk. Well, alrighty then. It's the WCHL podcast once again. This is episode 602. I am the commissioner, Christopher Perry, and on the other end of the line, I hope, is my very best friend in all the world, the general manager for the University of Oklahoma Hockey, the ice ice master extraordinaire at the Blazers Ice Center, and the head cheerleader for the uh, OU Hockey Pom Pom Squad. The uh, This is Andrew Majorkirth. Andrew, say hello to the masses. Hey, hey, hey. Now, Andrew, I got to tell you, we have you pumped up because we got a, uh, I got some feedback that said your microphone last week was not close enough. So well, I think that's, you know, you're, you've got the controls on your end and I think that's just, you tried to hold me down a little bit, you know, <laughs> making sure your volume's just a hair louder than mine. So you can, you can just drown me out when you want to, you know, I, <laughs> you, you, know you, I, you found me out. I, I appreciate the ones that called in and, and finally ratted you out. Yeah, they're like, give Andrew his due. Come on, man. That's right. That's right. People want to hear what I have to say. <laughs> well, Andrew, I got to apologize because uh, we, we skipped a week. We missed a week. And that was because last week I was otherwise occupied. <laughs> we were, I think we were both extremely busy last week. You were extremely busy because you were doing hockey business. Mm-hmm. Me, I was at the theater. Oh, I know. Well, oh. yeah, exactly. We're, all, we're also privileged to be here with you tonight. Well, thank you very much, and I, and I agree. You are privileged to be here with me tonight. I yeah. was watching My Fair Lady. Oh, yeah, here we go. This is what I got to listen to last week. Rain in Spain. Oh. I paid money to listen to this. It's like, like nails going down a chalkboard. Spain in Spain stays mainly in the rain. I think she's got it. Oh. I think she's got it. The rain in Spain stays mainly oh. in the rain. <laughs> oh. Come on, Andrew. I'm not gonna. I'm not gonna speak for everyone here on the podcast, all of our listeners, but I'm pretty sure there's a large majority of us that would rather sit and have our toenails ripped off one by one <laughs> than to sit and listen to that. Uh, hey, I, I have oh, come on. No, no, I'm out. Well, I got to tell you, I was almost out because I, I, I know Andrew that you're very, very, very familiar with the uh, with the story behind My Fair Lady. Um, it's about it's kind of trading spaces ish, in that these two uh, English aristocrats take this girl off the street who has a really messed up accent, and they think they can they make a bet amongst themselves that they can turn her into a sophisticated lady and present her at the governor's ball, and nobody will know the difference. And so that's that's the main part of the story. But Andrew, I'm telling you what, you know, we I go to the theater because my wife, um, <laughs> she told me, in God bless her, 
I mean, she puts up with a lot of my baloney. Uh, there's no doubt. Yeah, and and she. Uh, Anyway, she she said you've dragged me to so many hockey games and sports things and other events. I I we need season tickets to the theater to go to something I want to see. So I'm like, all right, <laughs> all right, honey, all right, I'm in. We sit down for my fair lady, and after about the first ten minutes, I'm thinking to myself, I'm ready to go. <laughs> we're walking it at, at intermission. We're walking. We've let we've we've seen some truly horrible theater theater productions. Um, and we've, we've actually walked out of one, the SpongeBob musical, cause it was just absolutely horrid. Um, and, and we, there's, there's the, the sequel to the Phantom of the Opera was, it was awful. Love never dies. But, uh, anyways, after the first 10 minutes, I'm looking at her and she's looking at me and we don't understand a word these people are saying. And then I just said to myself, Chris, look. You love this girl. She loves the theater. Yep. I, I can suffer for two hours. Yep. And, you know, much to my surprise, it got a little bit better because I recognized some songs, you know. So it wasn't uh, it wasn't too totally uh, terrible. Here, I get to. I'm getting married in the morning. Ding dong, oh. the bells are going to chime. How can how can you not bebop and clap your hands along to that stuff, huh? Well, I mean, come on. I, how how I'm still sitting on my hands is just beyond me right now. <laughs> <laughs> well, anyways, that was my uh, that was my week last week, and uh, then you had some you you also had some games to get uh, prepared for, so we missed a week yep. of uh, action. I want to apologize, um, uh, not in advance, but. Uh, post advance i guess it would be to our 14 15 listeners and uh yep. for, for missing out i know that you missed us yeah the <laughs> I, boys were busy yeah they were busy they were busy so hey let's uh let's catch up really quick because we've missed two weeks of games and we want to talk about them because your team actually played five five games yeah yep, we got five games under our belt now so, uh, but here, let's, let's get going here. Missouri state. This was from uh, two weeks ago. Missouri state went to Lindenwood and they got swept by Lindenwood five to nothing and five to two. Any, the, any comment on those? Well, uh, just the fighting zombos, you know, whoever takes those guys on, they're up against it for sure. Yeah. Well, the, the fighting zombos supposedly are going NCAA next year. And so, and emphasize supposedly because they have not announced it yet. Because I think this past weekend, didn't they go play uh, University of Denver? They went for a one-off to the University of Denver and got smoked nine to one. Yeah. I don't know if you saw the shots, Andrew. Shots were 80 to 16. Oh geez, yeah. <laughs> so they've got a long ways to go, and nice. but and, and so anyways, Lindawood is at the top of the. They're the cream of the crop, or one of the better programs in the ACHA men's division one. Supposedly yeah. they're going NCAA D one. They haven't announced it yet. They're recruiting like they're going NCAA D one. They're telling all these kids they're going NCAA D one, but there's no announcement. I mean, heck, Augustana. Uh, a little school in Nowheresville, Illinois, uh, or Iowa. No, you know what? I take it back. I think it's in Sioux Falls or Sioux something. It's on the Iowa South Dakota border. They announced uh, either today or yesterday that they were going NCAA in twenty two twenty three. They're building an arena. Nice. They're going to have a head coach to do some recruiting. So they're doing it the right way. And I'm not saying Lindenwood's doing it the wrong way. They're just doing it a different way. Yep. Uh, where they have the arena. And uh, they they've got the players. They just haven't got the announcement. So, 
Yep, yeah, and that's I mean that's a nice if if you haven't been up there, it's a super nice arena that they play in Lindenwood. It is, and Missouri State went up there and got uh, they played well five five lost five to nothing and five to two, so nothing to sneeze at there. Whoop! I think I lost you there, big man. Not in there. I'm still here. All right, all right. Well, I was like, oh, geez, all of a sudden things went quiet. <laughs> Maybe it was the fighting zombos getting back at us. I thought they That's shut right. us down there for a second. Oh. <laughs> totally. All right. UCO uh, hosted Alabama and beat the ever-loving snot out of them on Friday night, 6-1, to one, and then had to stage one of the more miraculous comebacks I think I've ever watched. What a, what a comeback that was, huh? They were down – I think they were down uh, – they were down – like seven three, seven to three at the end. But they, I mean, they got close in the second period, and then Alabama scored two more goals. They they made it like five yes. three, and then yeah, it was five three, and then they went seven three, and then UCO uh, ties the game late and forces it to a shootout. And oh boy, if you if you haven't watched it, you should watch it because man, what a yeah. what a what a I'm not going to say it's a farce, but it caused me some heartburn. What, what and if you look at the score sheet, how crazy is this? They score at six forty one of the third, yeah, to make it seven four, and then seventeen seconds later they score again. Defenseman J.C. Dubecki um, scores, and then they play a little bit, and then at the thirteen seventeen mark they scored to make it. What would that be? Seven six, yeah, and then what is it? Twelve seconds later they score again to so tie it. Yeah. How about that? So they had four goals spread out, but in clumps of two, just mere <laughs> seconds apart from each other. How crazy is that? Makes you wonder if Alabama was ready after the faceoff, huh? Wow, that is that is crazy. I mean, it's you see it, you see teams do it once, right? Yeah. But to, but to do it twice in one period is just absolutely phenomenal, in my opinion. <laughs> well, it just goes to show how talented UCO is, and. Um, you know the the thing that caused me heartburn was the shootout. UCO prevailed two to one in four rounds, but unfortunately, it actually went ten rounds because uh, there was a, a misunderstanding uh, between the the folks on the ice. They thought the thing went five rounds. So after the UCO shooter scores and everybody thinks it's over, including the Alabama goalie who starts to skate off. Nope, here comes the another Alabama shooter. And so they actually shot until 10 rounds. And now, now, to their credit, nobody scored until UCO scored in the 10th round. Yeah. But I'm sitting there, and and I'm watching this, and I'm just, it's going all over me because I'm like, these are not the rules. (laughs) Yeah, what's going on? The game was over. Yeah, you sent the email out. Here's what we're doing. The game is over, and it, it, after the sudden death round, you know, we do three man, uh, three rounds, and then, um, you know, it's sudden death, and UCO beat Alabama in the fourth round in sudden death. But, uh, anyways, long story short, it uh, got taken care of, and uh, officially, it even though it went ten rounds, officially the the game ended in the fourth round, and uh, I, the good folks at UCO got uh, some extra hockey. And uh, oh, the other thing that just they started reusing players. 
So there was a there was a guy for Alabama that shot three times. There was a guy for UCO <laughs> that shot twice. And I'm like, oh, this isn't the Olympics with TJ Ocean. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You just not just come until you're tired. Oh, and I'm thinking on the on the shootout score sheet, it says right down there at the bottom, you must exhaust the roster before yeah. you before you recycle it. Recycle players. I'm like, oh. So, <laughs> anyways, that was exciting. And then yeah, you good game there. Great game. Great game. Great weekend. Good for UCO to have some adversity and to come back. Um, and then you had some uh, excitement down with Arkansas, Oklahoma. Yes. Your Oklahoma team hosted men's division three Arkansas, and you ended up uh, splitting the weekend. Andrew, we why, did. why don't you tell me what happened? They uh, came out, uh, what did we lose, 4-1 on Friday night to those guys, uh-huh. and then came back on Saturday and returned the favor 4-1 to back to them. So the uh, good little, you know, I thought Arkansas is a good little team. They uh, Obviously, they played for what, the D3 national title versus hope yep college last year so you know no slouch of a team there and uh those guys came out and were ready and we're firing at all cylinders and you know we're still we were still trying to figure it out a little bit right so i think it was of, i think they had played for two weekends before they actually played you so this yep. was your week your opening weekend and i'm not using that as an excuse no nah, no um, nope, not at all they, not at they, all, they, they won just like they they played on the same ice as six as oklahoma did and so right. they, they beat them fair and square they did they did they they took it to us they're uh but, they, they've got some they, they used to be division one and they've got some uh then they dropped down a couple of years ago so they still have some holdovers i mean if i yeah, was they still got some carryover if i was a cynical son of a gun i would say they've still <laughs> got some sandbaggers um, <laughs> yeah you know no doubt about that d- division one athletes that are playing division three but uh hey regardless good good for arkansas so you got them hey, hey, you got them hey, back I'll give it up. Yep. yeah we got them back but I'll definitely give it up to number 25. And I want to say his name was Cameron McAtee. Cam McAtee. He's a heck of a defenseman. He, he's a great little player. You know, he scored a couple times on Friday, and then he scored the lone goal for him on Saturday. But he was definitely all over the place, and he's a great little player. So those those guys should cause quite a stink in D3 this year, I would think. Cam McAtee is the uh, – uh, he's probably their best player in Andrew – you should recognize that name because during his freshman year at Arkansas, he was named to the WCHL all-rookie team. Yep. It just so happened to be Arkansas's last year at Division One, so we never saw never, him again. Never saw him again, but there he is, a D1 holdover. I know that uh, Joseph Dusenka, who was in goal, uh, he, he Deuce was also the uh, goaltender for the Razorbacks when they played men's Division One. so he's yep. still around at, when they're playing men's three, so interesting. Yep, couple couple D one guys, but yeah, we we got them back. The uh, a lot of a lot of fresh faces. I know you weren't there for the games, but nope. a lot of a lot of new fresh faces on our roster. So it was good for those guys to come out and lose one. They had to kind of figure out what they're going to do the next night and and welcome to big boy hockey, right? Welcome to big boy hockey. Isn't that the truth? Yep. So they were in. There you go. Well, hey, that was the week that was uh, a week ago. Let's hear the horn really quick, and then we're going to come right back, and let's talk about what happened last week because, Andrew, you still had three more games you played. Mm-hmm. Insane. Here we go. All righty, Andrew. So, uh, like I said, you had three more games that you played uh, since the last time we spoke. Yep. Uh, on Thursday night, Oklahoma traveled up to Arctic Edge to play Central Oklahoma in the first of six games, is it, that uh, Oklahoma and Central Oklahoma are playing? The first of six. And, we, have, we have added two games to the season here for us. Yeah, yeah. What? Tell, tell me the thinking there. They, uh, 
well, you know, it's a good rivalry game. It always brings a big gate for each team on the home series. So why not make as much money as you can? All the while, it's the cheapest road trip for the opposing team to make. So it just it's a win-win all the way around, I think. Makes a lot of sense. Makes a lot of sense. I noticed there were a lot of people in the stands on Thursday night. It was it was a full building, that's for sure. It wasn't it wasn't as full as what we'll probably see in December, I would think, but Nonetheless, it was still pretty dang full on Thursday night. It was uh, pretty funny because I knew it wasn't full because I wasn't there. So, uh, <laughs> yeah. anyways, it was one of those. Yeah, it's, yeah. How, how, yeah, how was the commissioner of the league? Uh, two two teams, local playing, and no commissioner. Mm. Yeah, well, you know, it, uh, it wasn't. Uh, uh, it, it was a non-conference game. So, oh, oh god. It, the, yeah, it was just it was just a regular ACHA game. There, there you go. Just a regular <laughs> ACHA game. I think I was busy sorting socks or something that night. So. Yeah, doing something, right? Anyways, uh, the Broncos prevailed 5-2, uh, to two, and they jumped on you guys early, I thought. Oh, um, and they, were, I, they were in the offensive zone like 17 of the 20 minutes of the first period. <laughs> it was just relentless, and uh, kudos to the Oklahoma goaltender. The last name is what, Culbertson Bond? Yep, Brendan Culbertson Bond. He's, a, he's our new goaltender we've got. He was under fire, and UCO oh, was, was bringing it. Yes, he was. It, you know, a couple couple kids played well in the first period of that game, I thought, but but none more than him. You know, he really stood on his head and kept us in there. And then uh, Oklahoma came out uh, with some more, a little bit more intensity in the second period and got a goal back to make it, I think it was 2-1 to one shortly yeah, two into to the one. second, and then UCO just kind of took over the game and salted it yeah. away. Yep, yep. Couple couple young guys made some, made some young guy mistakes in a big rivalry game like that, and... and UCO capitalized on it and kind of put us away a little bit. And then, uh, and then the typical rivalry carried over to the third period and it just kind of, just kind of got dumb from there. Right. Yeah. It was five to one, I think after two, wasn't it? And then, uh, it was yeah, just, then we, yeah, then we came out and made it five, two and then, yeah. And then it, yeah. And then, and then the theatrics started. Then the theatrics started and it was unfortunate because, uh, um, you know, we, that's, it's all good and well, I guess, when you're on the ice and all that stuff is going on. But as a fan and especially as a commissioner, you don't like to see all the baloney that goes on. And uh, yes, and and too, I thought you know I'd sitting down and and a lot of it happened kind of close to where I was standing, and you know, I thought most of it was kind of avoidable. If you if you make a couple calls here and there to kind of to kind of set the tone, like hey you guys, we're like this, we're almost finished with this thing. We're going to keep it clean all the way to the finish. Not they I thought there was a couple calls that could have been made to kind of to obtain that objective and and they weren't and the result is what we got right yeah yeah the result is the result is definitely what you got so five to two UCO takes uh, takes Oklahoma down on Thursday night and yeah there was the last 10 minutes was like an NBA game it just dragged yes. on forever yeah forever yes I would have uh, I mean this is just me I'm not a hockey guy I'm definitely not a, a coach or an official but um, knowing that the outcome of the game was uh, no longer in question, I think I would have taken some of my guys off the ice and just sat them. And because uh, yep. there were some, there were some guys from both teams that all they were doing out there was uh, skating around looking for uh, looking for some some yeah, stupid of, stuff. Yeah, a lot of a lot of head hunting going on, right? Yeah. So I would have had it was, since the officials weren't dishing out ten minute misconducts uh, and just kicking them off the ice. I would have uh, sat just them down myself it. and manage it yourself. Yep. So, uh, okay, so that was Thursday night, and then um, UCO ended up hosting Colorado on Friday, Saturday, and Oklahoma ended up hosting Waldorf uh, from my B conference on Friday, Saturday. 
UCO ends up sweeping the Buffs five to one and six to two, and so UCO completes an old that's an old WCHL weekend right there. Three games in that three is. days. Three and three. And uh, they got three dubs in uh, three days, so uh, good for UCO. Uh, I watched a little bit of the Colorado games, uh, and they were just, I mean, again, UCO has, UCO is UCO. They, they're they yeah. very good, they're very skilled, they're very fast. And yeah, they're, you give they're, them, they're big and physical, and, and yeah. they're very well coached. You give them, exactly. You give them the power play, and they're going to make you pay for it. Yep. And they yep. did. I think, uh, what, Mikhailov, I think he had a hat trick every night. Yeah, in uh, number, number nineteen, like he had a natural hat trick, I think, on uh, in one of those Colorado games. It was just sick. Yep. So, your Oklahoma team swept Waldorf, uh, five to two and five to three. Waldorf comes down from Forest City, Iowa, to play you, and uh, that was nice. Nice for them. They're a bunch of good, good I, kids. I, yeah, good kids. Great, great coaching staff. I can't speak highly enough about those guys. It looked. Uh, I was. I was actually in attendance for a couple of minutes of one of those games, and um, yeah, it was. It looked from what I saw. It looked like two evenly matched teams that were struggling to find the net. There was a lot of neutral zone play, and yeah, I think by the time I I bolted, uh, Oklahoma had scored a goal only because they were uh, they were they were on the power play, and yeah, yeah, Waldorf yeah. didn't stand a chance on that. With you know, with the man down, so. Yeah, they kind of. It was a good weekend for for the Oklahoma boys. You know, they they figured out a lot of stuff, and and they got a bunch of a bunch of young kids in in the lineup. So that was that's always good, right? To to get some of those young guys in, show them that exposure, and yep. and kind of control their minutes and and go from there. So Green King. Uh, so really quick, let's wrap up here on Waldorf. Waldorf looked good i mean they're they're big they're fast they're just young and i'm i'm also the commissioner of the conference that they play in so i see a lot of their games waldorf's issue is they don't put they have some talent they have some excellent goaltending talent i thought Mm -hmm. but they uh they don't put together 60 minutes of hockey and they sometimes they play 20 minutes sometimes they play 40 sometimes they play 50 but they don't play 60 if they play 60 they can win some games and it on Friday night, it was, uh, you know, Waldorf, I thought, played 40 minutes of hockey. And on Saturday afternoon, I thought Waldorf probably played about 45, 50 minutes worth of hockey. And Oklahoma took advantage uh, and, yeah. you know, outscored them. Yeah. And that's, you know, I'd, I'd sum that up too. You know, Friday night, you know, both teams, I think, took the first period off and just kind of played chess match back and forth and didn't really do much with it. And then, and then, like you said, both teams kind of came out second period and played, and and I think just the overall, just the skill set of Oklahoma just kind of took over a little bit with some of our older guys that have been there, done that before. You know, they just kind of took over a little bit and, and salted it away. Yeah, I know Zach Pard had a big uh, had a big weekend. He had a couple of clutch goals, and uh, yeah, and that's a guy that's been around forever, so he 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 knew what to do. Right? He's not a pretty skater, but uh, boy, he gets the job done. So he does, he does. He's he's effective when he gets there, right? Yeah. Well, let's put the bow here on uh, the Oklahoma things. This isn't the Oklahoma podcast; it's the WCHL podcast. And uh, Grand Canyon started their season off. They're new to the Western Collegiate Hockey League this year, and they started their season off by going to Flagstaff, Arizona, one of my favorite places in all the world. It's to, a great place, that's for sure. To go play the Ice Jacks of Northern Arizona University. And Andrew, did you see those games? I watched them. 
You did not because nobody watched them. They weren't broadcast <laughs> at all. Liar, liar. I'm telling I watched you them on my phone in the suite. What are you talking about? <laughs> <laughs> Grand Canyon won the first night six to one. They lost the next night six to five in overtime. NAU uh, got the got the, uh, the the antelopes. I think they're the antelopes. Yeah, the GCU lopes they call them. Yep. So uh, Grand Canyon ends up splitting the weekend. I heard from Coach Roy, who said, "Yeah, the second night, yeah, you know, first night, his team was clearly over, uh, just uh, was superior to the Division Two team, and so the second night he played the guys, the rest, most of the, the roster at the tail of yeah. the roster, and those guys." Um, I'm not going to say they struggled, but that allowed NAU to, uh, you know, stay in the game, and NAU uh, won in overtime. So yeah, even the playing field a little bit. Yeah, yeah. So nothing. Uh, you know, you never like losing, especially to a team from the lower division. You know about that from the Arkansas game. Yep. But uh, the nice thing is, it doesn't count in the rankings, and uh, you know, you've it's it's an experience, and hopefully, it's something that the boys uh, never want to uh, experience ever again. That's right. So Grand Canyon uh, splits on the road at Northern Arizona, and then we had some. Uh, we had two other. Uh, you know, the UCO sweeping Colorado. That was a WCHL weekend. Those games counted in the standings, and we had two other teams play WCHL weekends. Uh, Missouri State went up to my second favorite place in all the world, uh, Fort <laughs> Collins, and uh, took a pair of games from Colorado State. Uh, beat them three to one and four to one. And, uh, you know, that was probably a little bit of the same situation in that those were Colorado State's first games of the season. Missouri State had played one, two, yeah. three, four, five, six games, I think. So, uh, you know, they had already had some games under their belt, Missouri State did. So it was. Yeah, they, they came in and knew what to do. Yeah, yeah. And, and not, I'm not trying to disrespect or take anything away from most State. I'm just kind of saying, you know, Colorado State, this was their first game of the season. And so, yep. hey. First game. They, they haven't had their coach very long, so they're still trying to get their identity and figure things out, right? I think, you know, the, the one thing Missouri State, or not the one thing, but a thing that Missouri State is definitely known for is the ability to score. They have, they always have some top-notch scoring on their team, and they always have some decent, uh, very good goaltending. And uh, that was on display, I think, up in Fort Collins. They could score, not, I'm not going to say at will, because, again, they only scored seven goals. They, they probably you know, could have scored more had the CSU goaltender not played very well. But uh, the games that I watched were uh, uh, the Missouri State carried the play for, for the most part. Uh, Colorado State got on the board with some uh, uh, with uh, some some power play type goals, and they weren't really structured power play as much as it was just kind of a scramble power play. Um, so uh, I think Colorado State's you know they're young, they're up against it. I don't know that they're gonna like I said with a new coach, and so they're. You know, they've been playing under a couple of different systems under some previous coaches, and now they're trying to uh, transition to uh, Coach Lambert. Yeah, trying um, to figure out another one. Yeah, and so they're, they're, they're behind the eight ball. And I'm, I'm not going to say they're going to struggle uh, because, it, you know, the proof will be in the pudding. We're, they're going to have a good test this weekend. But, um, I, you know, it. I think the, the natural scoring talent was on the Missouri State side, not on the Colorado State side, and that was evident over the weekend. Yep. All right, so that's the WCHO weekend. We had uh, UNLV hosted the University of Illinois. 
to get going. UNLV opened their season at home at City National Arena before a packed house um, to take on U of I. U of I has a great uh, reputation within the ACHA because, you know, they're, heck, I, they won the national championship uh, yep. 10, 12, 15 years ago. I forget when it was, but whenever it was, they went undefeated, and they always play very well. They play in one of the best conferences in the ACHA, besides the WCHL. They play in the Central States Collegiate Hockey League. And yeah, uh, those, guys, those guys are always tough. They're always tough. They're always tough. Oklahoma and Illinois have had some great tilts. I know UCO yep. and Illinois have had some great tilts. And um, uh, UNLV uh, took it to Illinois out there in the desert and swept Illinois by scores of 4-1 to one and 5-3. to three. So uh, good for the uh, skating Rebels. They get going, uh, like I said, before a, a packed house. And they play in the uh, practice rink for the Golden Knights. It's pretty kind of looks like medieval times i know that i've you know given it grief over the time because you expect expect people to be walking around with a turkey leg or you know (laughs) maybe see a horse or something in the fair maiden in the background (laughs) the scoreboard the scoreboard is literally in a in a like a castle facade yeah um it's but it's pretty slick they do they do a good job out there and uh and 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 unlv they might have the best helmets in all of sport right now At least in the W in the Western Collegiate Hockey League, right? Man, I don't know that if they're using those helmets that I saw that had the big rebels, almost like painted on or whatever it was, going across the entire side of it. Those things were pretty slick. Yeah, silver helmets, and uh, weren't they silver? I thought they were silver. I, I thought they were black with the silver and red rebels on the side. Is what I thought. But All right. It's, well. But I've looked at a lot of stuff since then, so. Yeah, they're, they're pretty snazzy. I know that yes. under, under the bright lights there in the uh, rink at City National Arena, the, the, the helmets were nice and shiny. I thought they were some kind of silver, but who knows? I mean, I, yeah. it, I, knew, I knew it didn't look like Notre Dame's helmets, uh, but they were, they're still pretty flashy. Yeah, those things were slick. They're slick. They're shiny. Maybe they're like, you know, maybe what it was is they're like those Texas Tech football helmets from years ago that were... They were black, but they had that uh, that high buff to it, that high polish. Yeah. Yep. I mean, the light was really killing it there. So, so the skating rebels get off to a good uh, a good start. They swept the uh, Illini. Fun fact, Andrew. I think Illini, the, the Illinois. I think they're this year's Ohio. They're zero and uh-huh. six on the season so far. Don't get me started on that. <laughs> you might have to change your change yeah. your allegiance from the Bobcats to the Illini. You're just trying to stir the pot now. <laughs> <laughs> well, hey, the last game of the weekend was uh, probably some of the most surprising, at least in terms of the outcome. It was another WCHL weekend. Uh, the Skaten Utes of the University of Utah hosted the WCHL defending, uh, two-time defending regular season champion. I don't know why I say regular season. They're the champion. They won it. We don't have a postseason. That's right. Uh, Arizona went up to Salt Lake, and the Utes, Outlasted them on Friday night by a score of three to two, and then took it to them the next night, beat them five to one. So two big victories for the University of Utah. I tell you what, I was totally surprised. Yeah, totally surprised at it. You know, I thought I thought Arizona would take them. Yeah, I think a lot of people thought that. You know, experience uh, would tell you that Arizona, being well coached by Chad Berman and being the defending champion and having lots of returning talent, would just you know go in and smoke whoever they played. Yep, that's what I uh, totally. And you know, Utah is uh, let's let's 
it'll call it like it is, right? They have have a reputation for being okay, but not great. Yep. And uh, so, you know, just from perception, and we'll talk about perception a little bit later when we talk about the coaches' rankings, but just from perception, you would think, okay, on, on the face of it, Arizona's going to go in and smoke Utah a couple of times. And uh, that must have been what Arizona thought because, I had, wow. I had to, when, I, when it came across Twitter the other night, I had to do a double take to see if I was really, really looking at it right to see if Utah really did sweep them. I was watching it live when it happened. They put, you know, they have a good little broadcast. They're homers, but what can you do? I mean, I guess that's what your broadcasters are supposed to be. Hey, but uh, that's what they're, yep, they're, they're, they're your biggest fan, right? Yep. And, uh, but Utah, um, Utah took it to Arizona. And, you know, this wasn't a, a, a thing of Arizona, um, not you know giving the game away this was utah taking it from arizona and they won yep. both games it wasn't utah i mean it wasn't arizona you know gave one away it was utah took them both so welcome welcome to the league right here you go welcome to the league utah has a brand new head coach uh, morgan feeney is his name and we'll tr- do our best to get coach feeney on but uh obviously he's doing something right because he had this the the youths i would say that that score or that weekend, that series of scores was probably the most, uh, caused the most um, eyes to open, if you will, yep. within the ACHA. Not just the, the Western Collegiate Hockey League, but also within the ACHA, because I started getting texts from other teams that were going, whoa, you know, is Utah for real? And I said, well, this weekend they are. Let's see if they can sustain it, you know? See if they can keep it up, yep. Yeah, hope so, hope so. All right, Andrew, so we had three WCHL weekends, so um, we, we had three teams, in, in terms of our standings, uh, all three teams, so let's, well, let's just do this, Central Oklahoma swept Colorado, Utah swept Arizona, and Missouri State swept uh, Colorado State. Colorado State, yep. So UCO, Missouri State, and Utah are all tied at the top of the Western Collegiate Hockey League standings, and then the other seven teams are all have zero points because they either didn't earn any over the weekend or they haven't played yet just haven't played yep so not a lot uh i mean it's just the beginning of the season so uh anyways i guess uh there there we are the yeah i I gotta say this too i i busted i usually on twitter on the wchl twitter account west at western chl i put out every night um uh, I, i should put out every night the western collegiate hockey league standings and I busted. Somebody caught me in a math error <laughs> because I had listed while I had the teams and the points earned and all that baloney just right. I had the goals for and the goals against for Utah wrong. I was off by one. I had transposed a score, I, and I had transposed the three to two score. So somebody on Twitter, uh, some mathematician, uh, just you know, took me to task and, and rightfully so. I'm not <laughs> complaining. I, I guess I am complaining, but, um, more just kicking myself for doing a math error. So anyways, it's corrected <laughs> and, uh, hopefully going forward, there will be no more math errors. Whoever, whoever it was, just know that I love you. <laughs> oh boy. Anyways. All right, Andrew. Hey, let's take a uh, quick break. Let's hear some uh, goofy stuff. I got some fun stuff for you. Oh, I can't hardly wait. Yeah, and then um, and then we'll come back. Let's talk about the coaches' ranking that just happened. We'll look forward to the games uh, coming up, and we'll get some predictions and maybe some gritches from you. How, what does that sound like? Uh, that sounds like a deal to me. Here we go. Hey, Sam, come here a sec. Coach, I'm, I'm sorry. You know what the happiest animal on earth is? It's a 
goldfish. You know why? No. Got a 10-second memory. Be a goldfish, Sam. Yeah? But I need one win. One W. What are you going to do to get me that? Selfish hockey. That's right. Selfish hockey. Break it down. Skate the puck. Don't pass it. Headman's still going to be there when you catch up, boys. Take it coast to coast. Shots from poor angles are still shots. Fuck and a half, two-minute shifts, three minutes even. Cruise the blue line to catch your breath. Bad bounce, that's a good breakaway. Gotta get the bounces, boys. Perfect. And a retaliation penalty never hurt anyone. What's our mantra? They don't ask how, they ask how many. That's right. Uh, but hey, as they say in hockey, let's do that hockey. You know, that uh, goldfish thing, I, I played that for Arizona so that they could uh, be a goldfish and just uh, for, forget, you know, use that 10-second memory and focus on what's coming up. Yeah, get on the ice, practice, and, and come back at it, right? There you go. A little Ted Lasso, a little uh, Letter Kenny. Hopefully, well, I'll find some more Ted Lasso clips and throw them Ted Lasso. Oh. Have you not watched that show? Oh, no way. Andrew. No, not a chance. Oh. I have not watched that. Oh, jeez. All right, here, I'm, I'm going to write that. We're going to talk about that at the very end here. Ted okay. Lasso, Andrew. Um, all right, so, hey, um, earlier today, the second ranking for the ACHA Men's Division One came out. It's the coaches' ranking. The computer does not kick in until November 1st. And I have to say the coaches' ranking is pretty hilarious. Oh, it's awful. Uh, 26 of the 68. Uh, ACHA men's one coaches voted and Adrian is number one. They got 20 of 26 votes. Lindenwood is number two with five votes. Liberty, uh, five first place votes that is. And Liberty, did I say that? I said that right. Adrian Lindenwood Liberty. Yep. Liberty is number three. They got one first place vote. I wonder who voted them in the first place. Yeah, I wonder who was the first place vote for them. Jeez. Yeah. Uh, we had six WCHL teams in the top 25. Nevada Las Vegas is in at number eight. Central Oklahoma is in at number 10. Arizona is number 17. Missouri State is number 18. Arizona State, who has yet to play a game, is in there at number 23. And Oklahoma, your Oklahoma Sooners, Andrew, are number 25. Yeah, there we go. Had uh, in 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 to not to be uh, outdone Utah, coming off their sweep of Arizona, um, was the first team in the others receiving votes. So they were bare. They were number twenty six by a hair. Wow. So let's let's talk about this. We got number twenty, the Fighting Illini, that are o five and one. Just got swept by UNLV. They're in there at number twenty. You've got a three and O Drexel, you've got a three and one Delaware, you've got us, you've got Utah, who just swept Arizona, who is number seventeen, and we're all behind these O five and one fighting Eli and I. <laughs> yeah, well, you know, the, the fun part is this is just a popularity contest, right? It is. It is. Yep. The coaches, the, I, I'm convinced, I'm convinced that the coaches don't pay attention or I shouldn't say that. I shouldn't say that. Here, let me back up. I'm convinced that the majority of the coaches in the ACHA men's one don't pay attention to anything other than their, their team and the teams in their conference. 
Totally. And so, um, you know, and they're, and they're the ones that vote. And so when, they, when they're when they focusing on, because they focused on their team and the ones in their conference, they're using their memory or their stereotype or their past recollection, their impression, if you will, of other teams. So Illinois, 0-5-1, they lost two to Maryville, lost two to Illinois State. Now they lost two to UNLV. They're still on the top 20 because they're Illinois, right? Oklahoma, yeah. you know, they, they, they started the season, what, 24, something like that, 23? 23, 24, yep. Lost, split with Arkansas, lost to, uh, lost to UCO, took two from Waldorf. Yeah, they're gonna keep dropping them down. You know, we've uh, UNLV takes two from uh, from from Illinois and moves up two spots. I'm not, I'm not complaining. I'm just saying that I think people are looking at at uh, at, at stereotypes. You know, Indiana Tech is one and one, and you know they're in the top ten. We've got Ohio, who is three and one. They've they've played you know the sisters of the poor so far. And, uh, you know, the blind boys of Alabama, and, uh, you know, they're still in the top 10 somehow just because they're Ohio. So, yeah. Oh, yeah. Well, Ohio, they'll, they'll be there regardless. <laughs> yeah. Well, I mean, we'll, we'll, we'll see. We'll see. So, anyways, it's the, the coaches' ranking is always fun to, to pay attention to and to look at, but I don't get myself too worked up about it. Uh, and my favorite week of all is the week that we transition to the computer. Yeah, because it, it exposes the coaches. Gets, yeah, this thing gets turned up on ear. Yeah, it exposes the coaches. The computer goes on live results and actual results, whereas the coaches, it's just biased and friends and. Yep. Uh, you know, come on, Delaware, three and three and one. Uh, yeah, you know, maybe they should be in there. Maybe not. Who knows? Yeah. Uh, yeah. You know, Jamestown is o one and one. They lost two to to Minot State. You know, does that mean that they're deserving of being at number eleven? Uh, you know, who who the heck knows? So, yeah, I'm I'm a proponent. If you're going computer rankings, you start at the beginning and go all the way through. Well, unfortunately for you, Andrew, there's not enough team or there's not enough games to get going. Uh, yeah. with com- if we had computer rankings now, trust me, they would be crazier than the coaches' <laughs> poll. Yeah, there's no doubt. I think so, we saw that a little bit. Yeah. And it'll, Last year, maybe. And it'll still be crazy in November when we go to it. Trust me. It'll yep. in, in a perfect world, the computer will start in January, not November. But we need rankings. So here we are. But anyways, that's, the, that's the ranking. We got six of ten in the uh, top 25, and at least according to the coaches, and one right on the cusp. So uh, that's not bad for a little not, league out west. Not bad at all. All right, Andrew, we've got some big games coming up this weekend. One, I think nine of the ten teams are playing. Which is the one team that is not playing this weekend? Wow. The one team not playing has the biggest football game in the uh, country this weekend. So. Oh, geez. There you go. Oh, boy. So you're the GM of that team, of the Oklahoma. Uh-huh. Yeah. How, here, let's do an over-under. How many of the uh, Oklahoma hockey teams going to get arrested this weekend? I don't know. I'll tell I'll tell you Monday because I'm turning my phone off on Friday. <laughs> <laughs> Let's hope they behave down in Dallas and yeah, aren't a I bunch of doofuses. We got we got a bunch of good kids, so I think we'll be all right. All right. Well, let's see here. We're gonna have one, two, three, four WCHO weekends. Oklahoma wins the weekend because they're not playing. Hopefully, they'll be studying. Uh, actually, they're probably going to be doing a whole lot of 
throwing televisions out of hotel windows and um, <laughs> dropping watermelons into onto balconies, that kind of stuff down in Dallas. We had, we had study hour today, as a matter of fact. Yeah, yeah. Led by led by yours by yours truly, right here. So what, you broke it. You shared your box of crayons, or what? We're we're gonna do it. We did it today. We're doing it tomorrow. We might even do it on Friday too. You know, it would be really impressive if you did it on Saturday. You know, I might be watching the football game myself. So <laughs> <laughs> let's let's be honest here. All right. So Oklahoma is not playing because they have a football game down in Dallas. Um, Colorado is uh, traveling to Ames, Iowa, to take on the Cyclones of Iowa State. Andrew, what do you think is going to happen there? Colorado is kind of struggling right now. Um, they lost two to uh, UCO. Um, what, what what do we say the scores were? Five one six two. Yep, five one six two. What do you think is going to happen with Iowa State and Colorado? Oh, you know, unfortunately, I think Iowa State's going to take it to them on this one. Yeah, I've heard I've heard a lot of good things about Iowa State that they're pretty good this year. So yeah, they're they're very well coached. They've got it. They've got it together. They know what they're doing up there. Not not saying anything about Colorado, but I think uh, they're walking into the lion's den on this one. I think uh, I'm hoping that Colorado is avoiding uh, the season that they had two years ago, where they won one or two games. Um, I, I don't think they're in that situation, but. Um, I hope they I hope they gel a little quicker and are yeah. able to uh well they they won the first game that they played um so they're one and two technically on the season even though that was against a division 2 team so all right so yeah Iowa State you say Colorado's going to take uh two Ls at Iowa State I hope you're yeah. wrong but uh reality says Iowa State's pretty good Yeah Iowa State's good Grand Canyon goes on the road this is their crossover weekend um, as you know, in the Western Collegiate Hockey League, every now we have 10 teams. We have two divisions. Every team plays home and home against uh, everyone in their division, and then they go. They have one crossover game with the other division on a road perspective and one crossover game from a home perspective. So this is Grand Canyon. Uh, they're going to play on Thursday night at Maryville out of my B conference, and then they're going to play two games down in Springfield against the Ice Bears of Missouri State. So what do you think there? Let's start with Grand Canyon at the B Conference, Maryville. I think Grand Canyon's going to take it to Maryville Thursday night. Ooh, look at you. You know, I get I get some guff from the guys in the B Conference. They want to know why they don't have a podcast. Well, because they're not the WCHL. <laughs> I figured that, that would be too much to ask you to pay attention to them, too. So no, totally. I, totally. I, I don't have an Andrew on the B side, so. <laughs> That's right. All right, so you're saying Grand Canyon's going to uh, take care of business when they land in St. Louis, and they're, they're going to take care of business. Give Maryville their first L of the season, and That's then right. uh, what's going to happen when they travel down to the Jordan Valley Ice Park and they're going to take on the Ice Bears, Missouri State you know Grand I, Canyon? What do you think? I think I think they split with Missouri. Ah, all Missouri State. Missouri State's going to pull the sweep here. Oh gosh! So was this just a an on the fly correction? It was an on-the-fly correction. All right, all right. So GCU the first night at Maryville, but then you say Missouri State's going to sweep them. Yep. All right. Well, it'll be interesting to see if uh, Grand Canyon, if which Grand Canyon shows up. Right? Is it the yeah. six to one butt kicker on from Friday night, or is it the six to five uh, squeaker that lost on Saturday night? 
you know, and it's, you know, Grand Canyon, they they go down and play Arizona and Arizona State quite a bit and all that. So they've, they've been at this level, but, you know, getting into it on Thursday night with Maryville and then going to the Jordan Valley for two. I mean, they're, those guys are up against it. This is this welcome to the big leagues type thing, you know? Yep. And Missouri State play, always plays very well at home. They, 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 have do. A, they play tough and they play well at home. They have a great crowd and a lot of support and they feed off that energy there. So, uh, yeah, it could be. A, it'll be a fun weekend, regardless of what happens. Yes. How about this? The uh, Broncos, fresh off beating uh, beating Andrew up and then beating uh, Colorado, the Broncos go on the road and they take on Arizona State, who opens the season with U- hosting UCO. That's a that's a tough open right there. UCO. That's a that's a, that's a tough task right there. UCO at Arizona State. What do you think is going to happen there, big man? I think uh, I think UCO takes it the opening night. Yeah, and then I think Arizona bounce Arizona State bounces back on Saturday. And I'm calling a split. A split. Well, that'll be interesting. I've heard I've heard a lot of rumblings coming out from ASU that they've got a good team, a very good team this year, and that uh, the West Division of the Western Collegiate Hockey League will be very competitive between Arizona, UNLV, and ASU. And uh, good. after after. Last weekend's results. It looks like uh, GCU and Utah might have uh, improved their their uh, their their quality. So, boy, that could be a really tough division. So, you're calling for a split. I'm calling for a split. All righty. Well, we'll see. You see, you know, UCO likes they 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 play well at home, but they're also they they relish you know wearing that black hat and. Uh, going on the road too. So that that'll be a tough challenge, I think, for ASU. And I'm not saying I'm not saying one way or the other i I, a split i think sounds sounds fair but i also wouldn't be surprised if uh i wouldn't be surprised if either you know if there's a sweep there whether it's from asu or from uco it's uh yeah it's very well possible right i think i think quite honestly it's gonna you know whoever stays out of the box uh the whole weekend the longest you know whoever avoids giving the other team a power play is going to prevail yeah because they they both have some talented power play uh units uh, boy, the league leaders, Utah, um, they head down to City National Arena looking for a turkey leg. They're going to go play UNLV. <laughs> and, and get this, Andrew, they play on Thursday night at midnight. Oh, That's midnight Pacific. Oh, Yes, yeah, so they're going to play a Thursday night Pacific and then a Saturday afternoon affair. So they're would, a midnight madness, basically, in Las Vegas. How would, how would you like to try to keep up with college kids? On a Friday in Las Vegas. Woo. Woo. <laughs> Woo. No, thank you. No, thank you. No, thank uh-uh. you. No, thank you. I might just keep them on the bus. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> might just drive around the desert, tell the bus yes. to drive in a circle and not let them off the bus. Oh, could you imagine? Wow. Well, so what do you think is going to happen? And, and they're doing this because the rink has another, um, there's another team or another event that's happening there on Friday night. So they're having a, they're having to do. Uh, they're having this awkward schedule for this weekend uh, to accommodate, uh, you know, two premier events at, at that same arena. So, yeah. So they're UNLV is making the best uh, out of a bad situation with uh, a midnight madness basically on Thursday night and then an afternoon uh, game on Saturday. Hey, you know, if you if you sell it right, that could be huge. Could be. Could be. What do you think is going to happen? U- Utah at UNLV. Um. I'm going to call a split. Really? Ooh, look at you. I'm going to call a split. UNLV 
Yeah, I think UNLV takes it on Thursday and Utah comes back on Saturday. Wow, wow, interesting. I like it. So, yeah, I think it's going to be a true test of, uh, you know, was last week a fluke for the Utes? And, yeah, um, or are they, are they for real? Yeah, yeah, so that, that should be interesting. I'll, I look forward to uh, watching those games, although I don't know if I'm going to be, you know, that would be 2 o'clock in the morning our time. Yeah, you guys Central can time. watch that Thursday game? You know, we'll we'll talk about. Uh, um, I don't know. I might. I might. Well, depend, <laughs> depends. I might have to take a nap tomorrow afternoon to get ready for it. Uh, okay, uh, Colorado State coming fresh off of uh, their sweep at home or getting swept at home by Mo State. Uh, they traveled down to the Tucson Convention Center, and they opened the home schedule for Arizona. Uh, on Friday, Saturday. So we have Colorado State and Arizona both looking for their first wins of the season. What do you think is going to happen there? Uh, that's going to be all Arizona on that one. You know, I heard a nasty rumor um, that uh, that U of A, the U of A guys took a lot of penalties up at, up at Utah over the weekend. Yep. And I heard, um, I, I, would, I would call them Herbie's. Um, from if any if you if you've seen that movie Miracle or if you're familiar <laughs> with uh, the 1980 U.S. Olympic team, um, I think they had to do a couple of Herbies for each penalty. Oh, nice! And there were 19 penalties. Oh. Can you imagine doing in a Herbie? As I understood it, and I could be wrong here. I think that's you're on one goal line, you go to the blue line and back. Then you go yep. to the, to the red center line red line and back. Then you go to the other blue line and back. Then you go to the goal line and back. Yep. And that's one. Um, <laughs> and the, I, I, I heard just a rumor. I, I wasn't, you know, it was somewhere on social media, Instagram, TikTok, one of those things, that the puke bucket was out and um, they got the pleasure of skating. So... Well, I, I I get a sense Utah is going to be chomping at the bit, and CSU is going to be walking into a a, a snake pit. Well, you know, it's I bet they don't take nineteen penalties this weekend. That's for sure. <laughs> I bet they I bet they play with a little bit more discipline, right? Yeah. Well, and hopefully the crowd will come. U, uh, U of A always gets a good crowd there at the uh, Tucson Convention Center, especially yeah. on, on on evening games, and so they've. Tucson's a good little hockey town, and um, hopefully they'll come out. They're being starved. Yeah. They didn't have any games last year. They're starved. Hopefully they'll come out and uh, support the U of A guys. Fun. And good for good for Coach Berman, too, for setting that precedent early in the season, right? Well, again, it was just a rumor. So oh, yeah, yeah, I, I, yeah. I could have dreamed it up. I know how your rumors go. Oh, boy. All right, Andrew. So there you have it. So you're saying Iowa State takes care of Colorado. Grand Canyon wins at Maryville but loses two to Missouri State. Yep. Uh, UCO and Arizona State are going to split. Utah and UNLV are going to split. And U of A is going to take care of Colorado State in both games. And Oklahoma is going to stay arrest-free in Dallas. And we win because we're going to the library all weekend. <laughs> Gosh. All right, all right. Well, hey, that's that, that sounds interesting. Andrew, really quick, uh, you got any gritches, any gripes, any anything you want to, uh, since we're both not hockey guys, I mean. Yeah, not hockey guys. You want to hear more of My Fair Lady? <laughs> yeah. Well, I think that's what we've all been sitting around pining for is to hear <laughs> more of My Fair Lady. You, you want another 55 minutes of uh, My Fair Lady? Oh, no? Oh, Lord. Oh. I'd put these people, poor people to sleep if they're not already. Yeah, good. So, get any gripes, any gritches? You know what? I don't think I do today. I do. Uh, thank oh you. Boy. Thank you for asking. <laughs> um, one of the things I, 
is is one of the other things that I do in, in addition to being the commissioner of two conferences, I help out the ACHA in terms of uh, communications and also in terms of uh, putting scores into the system. And this this time of the year, it's a real challenge because <laughs> no uh, getting teams registered. <laughs> and there are certain teams that are still, we're now two or three weeks into the season, and they're still not registered in our system. And so if you're looking on the ACHA website and you're looking for a score for a game that has just been played or was maybe played last week and the score is not there, one of those two teams is not registered, and it's very frustrating. There should almost be a there should almost be like a deadline on it, right? <laughs> well, there is. There is a deadline, Andrew. The deadline is it's got to be done before your first game of the season. Unfortunately, we're dealing with hockey folks. Now, you and I were not hockey folks. We've been told that many, many times. Many times. Um, so that's why Oklahoma is registered, for instance. That's right. Um, I'm, not a, I'm not a hockey guy. I'm there, organized. I want it. Arizona State in uh, Arizona, they're, they're in the system. Uh, but there are some others that are not, and it's kind of frustrating. And it's not just from the Western Collegiate Hockey League. I'll tell Lindenwood, for instance, is not in the system. That, uh, that kind of surprises me. Oh, it doesn't surprise me at all. Um, if you if you know the if you know the hockey guys <laughs> we're dealing with, it doesn't surprise me <laughs> one iota. <laughs> so, anyways, uh, there's some teams in the B conference that are, uh, or a team in the B conference that is still out there. There's a couple of teams here in this conference that are still out there, and. Uh, with wearing my hat as ACHA communications guy, I've got to tell you, Andrew, there's a lot of interested moms and dads out there that like to send emails and pick up the phone and call me out of the blue and ask, where are the stats for Johnny Hockey's game or for Jennifer Hockey's game? Um, today, it was a men's three parent that called me. Um, it was also a women's two parent that emailed me some very nice things. Uh, there was no profanity, but it was the gist of the email was, uh, why can't you guys get your act together? And, um, I'm, you know, I, I, you want to be nice and cordial, but, uh, <laughs> yes. you know, I understand that it's all on the teams, um, not on me, but, uh, everyone, uh, I should say everyone, but my my email and my phone number is out there, so that's where they pick it up. They don't focus on Johnny's team or Johnny's coach. They focus on the ACHA. So, anyways, uh, there's one of my gritches. You know what another well, one of my gritches is? Well, the only thing I was going to say real quick is oh, if you don't oh. have Chris's email or phone number, <laughs> I'll foster on Twitter. If you follow me, Stitford AM, you can find it there. I will have it plastered up tonight. Oh. If you have any gritches, gripes, complaints, Feel free to call, email, reach out. He will be glad to answer anything you have. Oh, yeah. Text me. Text me when the ranking is coming out. You know, after you, especially after you win a weekend, right? And uh, just text me a random text uh, as to uh, when, when are the rankings coming out. Oh, I, I, I'm, I'm, I literally got one of those over the weekend, and it was supposedly from a grandma in Santa Cruz, California, but I'm pretty convinced it was the player himself. So, who's curious about, you know, when are the rankings coming out? And I'm like, oh. That's funny. Uh, oh, here's another glitch. Since I do get to see a lot of score sheets and I do get to put them into the system, I can't stand it when teams don't list their rosters numerically on the score sheet. It's a hockey tradition 
to list them by lines and or by defensive partners. So yep. it, you know it's eleven seventeen twenty six, or it's four ninety three and seven. But one of the rules that we have in the ACHA is you list your starters, and then after that, all the non-starters need to be numerical. Yep. And that helps us as scorekeepers when we're putting it into the system. We're not... Find them easier. Yeah. Well, it helps it also be quick, right? Because I can just go two, three, five, six, nine, as opposed to here's seven, oh, 93, or, you know, back to three, back to 17, back to 24. You're like, oh... And then the worst is, the worst in that is when the guys, <laughs> this is just going to be Chris's bitch and moan session. Um, <laughs> when the when the teams are wearing different jersey numbers that are listed on their roster. So if Andrew is wearing number 22 on the ice, but he's not listed on the roster as number 12, I have to, yeah. I, I got to be the schlup that goes in and changes 12 to 22. Yeah. Yeah. I think I, I think I got you on that this past weekend, didn't I? You did. You did. I you, did. You, I did. You, I did. You you were kind enough to uh, screw around with me on that a couple of times. <laughs> so uh, there are some teams that listed uh, none in the Western Collegiate Hockey League, thank goodness, because I've corrected all them. But there was one team out there that kind of rhymes with Slamabama. Um, they listed everybody on their roster as number one, and they were all goalies. Nice. Yeah, so imagine scoring those games. That was that instead of taking the usual five minutes that it takes, it took me about fifteen because I had to go correct uh, everyone's numbers and their positions. The uh, it is amazing, isn't it? It's what, crazy what the hockey guys can do. Man, uh, so anyways, it's that's that's just an administrator. I realize nobody really cares about that, but uh, it's just a mild annoyance for me. And in the last thing, Andrew, and this kind of fits with this, I can't stand. This is just me. I can't stand high numbers. I think we've talked about this before in previous. Well, yeah. You know, there's, you know, in my, in, maybe I'm just old and grumpy. Maybe I'm just old and tired. Maybe I'm just grumpy and tired. Who knows? But, uh, you know, I grew up watching the Bruins and they were always one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine, ten. And there are teams out there that are 1, 2, 3, 47, 53, 61, 81, 82, 89, 91, 92. And I'm thinking, come on. Those high numbers mean you are a stud. There's 99 was a stud, right? 66 was a stud. Those guys were deserving of those high numbers. 77, Ray Bork, was a stud. Um. But you know, you know Jimmy Peabody from uh, you know East East Handkerchief State wants to wear number seventy one. Come on, I've got I've got a ninety eight, a seventy one, a sixty four, oh, a fifty four. Andrew, we need to talk. <laughs> we need to talk. Uh, to, to Illinois' credit, even though they're zero and six, their roster is like one through thirty, and that's it. I'd- that if it was up to me, that's what I we'd have done when we got these new jerseys. What was it? Two years ago now, I guess. Yeah. I when we had them as blanks, I said take those things down and you know go two through whatever on all the forwards and defensemen, and then go you know thirty one, thirty five, whatever for the goaltenders. Throw a number one in there and yeah. and go. And and here we are. Yeah, yeah, here we are with. What did you say? You had seventy one, sixty four. 
Now, I will give you I will give you a cool little behind the scenes on the 98 that we have is uh, that's when he was kid, born. Well, yeah, that's when he was born. The uh, the kid that had that jersey his senior year, he switched to 98 to give a little nod to his dad, who was a retired Air Force fighter pilot. When his dad retired, the tail number on his uh, fighter plane was tail number 98. So that's how the kid came up with 98. So there you go. Interesting. Yeah. Interesting. All right. Well, I don't know that I'm all that convinced, but uh, <laughs> he probably could have worn a 98 on the back of his helmet or an Air Force thing, but whatever. Well, you know. You know. I don't know. I just, I mean, when I hear 99, you know, that was one guy. Who? What, what's what's uh, Sidney Crosby these days? What is his number? 87. There you go, 87. He's a stud, yeah. right? What, what's Ovechkin? Yeah. He's what, eight? Eight, yeah. I mean, Ovi gets it. You know, uh, Ray Bork got it. He he was seven, but he had to give it up to Phil Esposito, so he went with 77. Uh, you know, Mario, 66. But, jeez, uh, these high numbers, I you know, unless you're just a friggin' stud, unless you're, you know, ACHA All-American leading the leading the nation in scoring, <laughs> I, you know, we don't need numbers higher than 30 anything. You know, goaltenders should be 1, 30, 31, 33, and 35. There, yep. You should have, you should only have, you know, those five choices. Defensemen should be, what, 2 through 9? Yep. And everybody else is a forward, and they're, you know, like whatever's left between, you know, 35 and I mean, what was Bobby Orr? Number four, right? Four, yeah. Uh, what was Brett Hull? I don't know what Brett Hull was. Six? 16? 16. There we go. Yeah. You know, I mean, come on. You know, we're yep. not, we're not, I get it, we're not hockey guys. So this is just a, a dumb little bitch on my end, but. What if you were 46? Uh, let's not go there. Uh, 40, 46 is higher than 35. It's out. It's you know, out. You know, add four and six, get a 10. Boom. There you go. You know, but, uh, no, no, no. I, you know, if I, I guess, you know, in, in defense of some people, it, there are some storied franchises out there that have retired numbers. And if those numbers aren't available, then so be it. Right. Then, yep. But, um, how many, how many numbers has Oklahoma retired? Well, uh, zero. I can only think of one number that would be retired, and we have done none. So yeah, zero. So uh, yeah, what number would you retire? Uh, I'd probably go fourteen. Ooh, ooh, maybe interesting. Yeah. Okay, you know, you know what, you know what my thinking is there. Yeah, I know what you're thinking is there. That kid was a stud. He was. That's yeah, a stud. Now he's in Alaska. Yep, being a stud, making babies. That's right. Yeah, so good for him. Hey, uh, all right, in, in, all right, real quick. We're a minute six into, or an hour six into this thing, Andrew. You got to tell me what's what's your Ted Lasso phobia? I don't know. I, are, you, are you afraid of good, smart writing and <laughs> and funny, yeah. hilarious television and in, and and great character development? Yeah, my my wife's watched it and she's she gripes at me all the time that I haven't watched it. But I sat down and watched the uh, first episode, maybe the second episode also, and it just. Wasn't my cup of tea. I did, it just didn't click with me. So I haven't I haven't turned it back on since. You, do you need like death and destruction or something? Is that what it yeah. is? You, you need some yeah. uh, like cops or uh, you know some guns or something barreling. The uh, 
Uh, I'm into my documentaries right now, so you know I'm having a hard time steering steering clear of my documentaries. Well, documentaries? What are you talking about? Like like real crime stuff, right? Oh yeah, yeah. It's not like you're watching documentaries on how to split the atom. I don't know. No, I don't know. Come on. I, I don't know. I don't know. Have you, let me let me ask you this: Do you watch music documentaries? Every now and then, I'm not I'm not afraid. You're not afraid. Have you seen the documentary on for ZZ Top? Yes, it's killer. That's on Netflix. That's pretty sharp. I think I told you about that one. You might have. You might I think have. I did. I just want to make sure. Yeah. Because I know I know that you're probably knee deep into this, you know, uh, Unabomber, <laughs> BTK, uh, Silence of the Lambs, all these different killers. You know. No, I did watch the I did watch the Unabomber thing that they had out there. It yeah. was good. Yeah. All right. All right. That was good. That was good. Watched a lot of a lot of nine eleven stuff with the twentieth anniversary here. Watched right. a lot. Oh. Yeah. A lot of nine eleven stuff lately, so yeah. Okay, all right. Just checking. Yeah, but you're not. Yeah, you're, yeah. Not, you're not watching like uh, you know how Facebook is ruining society or any any documentaries like that, right? <laughs> no, no, no. Okay. Okay. I don't. I don't have. I don't have the patience for that. All right, all right. Just checking. Just checking. Didn't uh, didn't know what kind of documentaries you were you were into. I, I watched. Uh, God, what what was it that I watched the other day? It was a music documentary, and it was just killer. Um, I've watched the Rush, the the one for the band Rush, and um, the ZZ Top. But I watched something else, and it was just insane. Maybe it was like a behind the scenes with the Rolling Stones. Yeah, the ZZ Top one was pretty killer. Yeah, I mean those guys are. You know, when I was a young kid in Boston, I was uh, I was just getting into music in like 1976, 77, 78, and that's when they put out uh, Deguayo. And uh, or however you announce it, and they were going on on their tour of America with a stage in the side in the shape of Texas, and they yes. had a Longhorn, and they would bring they out had all the animals. They and had all, all the that, animals yeah. on there, and this <laughs> yeah. was before they started the beards, you know. And so, th- to a, to a young stupid kid in uh, in Boston, Massachusetts, that was uh, very foreign to me. And so, uh, anyways, I was more attracted to. Uh, uh, the cheap tricks and the uh, the Aerosmiths. Yeah, I'd say Aerosmith and all of that. And the pretenders of the world. You know, I was uh, there was a you'll 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 get a pre- you'll appreciate this. There was a uh, there were two radio stations in Boston, WBCN and WCOZ. And WBCN is like the 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 radio station, the rock and roll radio station. It's no longer around, but there was uh, and they had some famous DJs at the time. And I realized that to the kids that are listening these days, radio stations are things we used to listen to. They would play music, yeah, over the air for free, uh, and so it was kind of like over the air streaming. And uh, the DJs would introduce the, the the songs and tell you little snippets, and it was great. But there was a there was a a DJ whose name was Oedipus, and as a young boy, you know the uh, it took me a little while to figure out what Oedipus was all about, and so uh, but it got me into Shakespeare a little bit just to kind of figure out what his name was. Uh, but there was another gentleman. His name his real name was Charles Laquadera. But his DJ name was Dwayne Glasscock. And I'm telling you what, he was absolutely hilarious. And he had the coolest people on all the time. Dwayne Glasscock would have the guys from Aerosmith on, the cars. The cars were huge in Boston. They came out of Boston, even though originally, originally they, uh, they, they were from the Cleveland area. They broke in Boston. Blondie was gigantic at the time. The Pretender, again, the Pretenders are my band. I've, I, you can't go wrong with any of those first two albums. 
And, you know, you get the Aerosmiths, the Bostons of the world, the Van Halens, that kind of, you know, the loud rock and roll. But, uh, yeah, WBCN was where it was at. And then ZZ Top, they would play uh, Tush and, uh, you know, the cheap sunglasses and a lot of those uh, just old, gritty ZZ Top before they went, you know, to their electronic drum pads and went all afterburner on us and that kind of stuff. The boys are good. Boys are very, very good. The boys are good. The other, I started watching another one. It's been out for a while. That Formula One documentary that's on Netflix. Yeah, it's not bad. I've watched, I watched two episodes of it so far. Really? And it's not, it's not bad. Yeah, I just kind of seeing, kind of a little bit different speed and all that than what we're used to. But it's pretty cool watching what goes into that and those guys touring the world and all that and racing all over the place. It's pretty cool. I uh, I happen here we go. I, I've not, I have not watched that. I've heard it's great. I've heard it's it absolutely is, incredible. It, yeah, I've watched two and they're really good. I I happened to move. This was when I was moving Cam the Ram from one apartment to another. I had to go to a hardware store in uh, in Fort Collins, and I ran. I was looking for a certain size screw and a certain size nut to fix something of hers that I had broken. And the gentleman at the Ace Hardware store on Harmony Avenue in Fort Collins, um, who helped me, had a British accent. And, or I shouldn't say that. Yeah, I thought it was a British accent. So, I, you know, he helps me. He gets me my stuff. And then I turned around to him and I said, where's that, where's that accent from? And he says, somewhere in Scotland. So it's not a British accent. It's a Scottish accent. And I said, oh, really? Well, what's your team? I said, do you follow football or do you follow cricket or rugby? Because I know those are the big things. And he looks at me and he scoffs and he goes, uh-uh. Formula mm-hmm. One, Formula One boy, you yeah. know, Formula One's my thing. And he apparently in his younger years was a aspiring Formula One racer. Huh. And now he races or doesn't race. I guess he drives, uh, the Red Bull air fan car, I think is what it's called. Huh. And he does this, uh, there's a race in Colorado up Pikes Peak. Yep. And I don't know if you've been to Pikes Peak. I have been to Pikes Peak, the how, Pikes Peak International Hill Climb. How, how long did it take you to get up there driving? Oh, it's a long time. It, it, those, guys, yeah. those guys do it in record paces. He, he told me with this fan car, this Red Bull air fan or this Red Bull fan car, it's like a fan that's in the bottom of a car that powers it. He told me he can get from the bottom to the top in under six minutes. Yep. They're quick. I'm just like, that's incredible. And he said, yeah, look it up on YouTube. You know, it's, I'm, I'm there. It's the Red Bull Air Fan or the Red Bull. I haven't looked it up. I just last, remember. That was, last time I was, I was going to say, last time I was up there, they had the uh, car that had set the record for the fastest time up Pikes Peak. And they still had it up there on display when I was there. I can't, I can't imagine that. I mean, I would go flying off that mountain. <laughs> but it, that was my, that's my brush with Formula One. And uh, other that's than cool. watching, you know, Formula One, when I was growing up, it was always on ABC. You know, Jackie Stewart and Jim McKay yep. were always uh, fixtures on Wide World of Sports, watching Formula One, Mario it, Andretti and that kind of junk. It kind of, you know, it kind of, it not died off, but it kind of, it kind of lost some luster here in the United States the past few years. And now that they're coming back to Austin to race and stuff like that, I see more and more young people talking about it and stuff like that. And that's what got me to, to look for it and to watch it because I'd, I've been hearing all these people talking about formula one, formula one. Well, I've, and, heard, I've heard it's a great documentary, so we'll have to check yeah, it out. Yeah. I'll let you know. I'm, I'm too in. I'll let you know after, 
A couple more. That's usually when I make my decision if I'm keep watching or not. I'm impressed that you're not watching, uh, you know, true crime, you know, uh, <laughs> you know, Judge Judy type shows. Uh, there, <laughs> I, there, there's a there's a crazy one on on uh, on Netflix. I think it's called How Not to F or Don't F with Cats. <laughs> have have you, you watched that thing? I have. Oh my god, that guy's crazy. That was, but that's a true crime thing. I figured that you'd yes. be you'd be all over that one. Yes, I I, I watched it for. I watched it for like two minutes and I was like, oh my God. And I turned it off. Oh, you haven't watched the whole thing? Uh-uh. Oh, you need to. Uh-uh. If you're, I if watched you're, the whole thing. If you're a true crime, if you're a true crime nut, you need to watch it. It's called, I, I can't say what it is. I mean, I can't say, obviously it's F-bomb. It's don't F with cats. Yeah, it's and it's out there. It's weird. The internet found a serial killer in Canada. Sure and, did. Uh, yeah, it's crazy. So anyways, uh, that that's the only true crime thing I'm, I'm aware of other than, you know, the garbage that my wife watches csi and fbi <laughs> yeah and ntis yeah. and all those other initials now i am watching my wife and i are watching it it's oh what is it um it's the monica Lewinsky tales of oh, of God. her run-in with clinton uh, true um, american crime story american crime story monica Lewinsky. yep we're we're a couple episodes into that one. Oh, uh, andrew yeah it's it's I'm, something i'm so disappointed <laughs> andrew it's something that's for sure you you know how that ends don't you <laughs> I, I i've got a pretty good memory from history yeah, about yeah, how it's gonna yeah. end so i mean I, I i don't get why people would want to watch that but uh whatever we, uh, you know we watched one about we watched they had a oj simpson series on that same what is it untold stories or un, uncovered stories whatever the whatever the title of it is um they had one about oj simpson and it was pretty interesting you know how that one ends, don't you? I remember how that one ends also. Jeez. I, you're, okay. Well, we're, we're getting some deep insight into Andrew's viewing habits. <laughs> if there's any psychiatrists out there that want to uh, try to give us a, a, a thumbnail sketch, a Reader's Digest uh, a diagnosis of I, and, Andrew. I can, I can make his, you pull your hair out. Yeah, based on his viewing habits, please get get back to us at, uh, the, at, at WCHL Pod or at Western CHL on Twitter. Yeah, we're, it's all over the place, from car racing to uh, to doing things under desk. I'm telling you what, boy, you're you know, <laughs> you're 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 sitting here talking about. I'm talking about my fair lady in hockey, and you're talking about American Crime Story and Formula One stuff. Oh, thank oh. God! Thank God we're not hockey people. That's right. All right, Andrew. Hey, let's get out of here. We've bored these people enough. Uh, yes, we have. An hour and 17 minutes. We're so sorry that you had to listen to this. We're excited that the WCHL is back in business, and we're excited that uh, we're getting some ACHA hockey going. Get out to the rink this weekend, and if you can't get out to the rink this weekend, um, watch the games online. There are going to be UNLV is on YouTube. Uh, Arizona is on YouTube. Um, Missouri State's definitely on YouTube. Arizona State, I believe, is on YouTube. So all those games are on. Uh, Iowa State is on a pay-per-view type of a thing, so don't even worry about it. I mean, if you're a Buffs fan, pay for it, but uh, otherwise, don't give those guys at Iowa State any money. Um, just follow their Twitter. They're pretty good at keeping things updated on Twitter. Uh, follow the Western Collegiate Hockey League at uh, westernchl.com or on Twitter at, at westernchl. You can talk to Andrew on Twitter at, at stickfordam, S-T-I-C-K-F-O-R-D-A-M. He'll tell you all about crime stories and, mm-hmm. you know, Pulp Fiction and junk like that. Um, I'm on Twitter at CJP in OKLA, and I'll probably just retweet Ted Lasso and political junk, so uh, you don't want any of that. 
<laughs> um, I'm looking forward to uh, having a good little weekend here of watching hockey, and hopefully, Andrew, all your knuckleheads will stay out of jail. I, I hope so, too. All right, I'm going to hit the button. Are you ready? I am ready. Here we go. All right, everybody, have a good weekend. Stay safe out there. Enjoy watching some great hockey, and we will catch you next week. 